You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You push play and they'll push the limits. It's your boy Tom here and we are back. My voice is not back, but we're back (laughs) for another episode of the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast. Woo, fellas, I don't know about y'all. St. Patrick's Day Parade in Dallas is one for the books, but you know what? My voice is suffering today. But what? How was y'all's weekend? I'm a girl. No, 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 Gary. Uh, uh-uh. you can't just come in like that and then say, "How was your weekend?" We want to know about yours. Yep, I want him to talk. I want him to talk. Yes. Wow. Stretch that voice. Wow, man. What, what did What did you do when you lost your voice? Because you're a quiet guy, Tom. I am not quiet. You know better than that. <laughs> no, we were at the St. Patrick's Day Parade. It's the first time back in a couple of years. And uh, Cynthia's mom got to come watch the kids. So mama got to go out, you know, have a little fun. So what, what we do is a couple of my friends uh, rent out this, like, parking lot that the parade goes right by. So we just kind of all hang out, play beer pong, and uh, watch the parade. Dirk was the grandmaster. So that's pretty cool. Uh and it's like this funny tradition. I don't know how it started. I need to research it. But people throw tortillas <laughs> at people in the parade. Like, it's so weird. So Dirk catches the tortilla and just starts eating it. <laughs> I'm like, that man don't know where that tortilla's been, but he's going to catch it and put it in his mouth. Anyway, hey, it was a dope weekend. Me and Mama got to go. Place. It's funny because, you know, uh, Back in the day, Tom was a beast at beer pong, and I don't really get to play as much anymore. So yesterday, we're playing. First game, we get beat. Everybody starts talking all that noise. Oh, you done lost it, Tom. You done lost it. You can't play like you used to, blah, blah, blah. Tell me why me and Cynthia ran the table for four hours straight after that. <laughs> so, so Cynthia's back was, was hurting. From exactly, Karen. exactly. Cynthia's back was hurting. So that's that's what mom and dad did this weekend. We we we, we had a good time, and then uh, you know my my voice is suffering today. Let's say that. <laughs> what about you, D'Angelo? Do we just need to skip Gary at this point, or I want to hear more about your weekend? But I, we'll, we'll get we'll get into <laughs> hold, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I, I I just want to I want to point something out on this podcast, and Gary, I and I hope I hope this is not the truth. Okay, from what I've discovered, Tom just said that he went to a parade. And now one time did you ask him if they had masks on or nothing like that? I had a Super Bowl party, and that was the first question that you asked me. So what's the difference, Gary? There's Why not a mask made to... anymore. Oh, it's all been left. That, that, that's what the and, and the parade was outside, too. Correct. Know? Of course. My Super Bowl party was outside. I clearly stated that. Oh, okay. And I had to no, you didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. Well, <laughs> well anyway, well, well, anyway, uh, Tom, do you have a drinking problem? Because all people that I know that are really good at beer pong have a slight addiction to beer. <laughs> so, I mean, you could tell us that you got an addiction without telling us you got an addiction. Uh, if uh, they beat you, can you, you can play beer, beer pong without drinking. I actually don't drink beer when I play beer pong. We don't put beer in the cups because that's just too unsanitary. We play with water, and then you take a drink out of whatever you're drinking. So, so he's gotten soft. <laughs> no, he doesn't play real right. beer pong. Right. 
so how can you be good at something that you don't even really play? Oh, it's just tough. It's tough being a beast. I don't know. Well, see, that's the thing, though. When you, when, when you have more on the line, the fact that you got to drink that ball when it's been played out and, and you got to drink that, you are more likely to be like, ooh, that shit gross when you throw see, it. Not as playing, opposed to being sanitary like y'all. Well, they're not playing real beer pong. I, I don't drink, but. No, real, it's, like, it's like the difference between. You're in the cup and you drink more when they make the cups. You taking a sip of your drink is not like drinking the cup. Well, I don't think you got to worry about uh, how much alcohol was consumed. <laughs> okay. But right. the uh, the you know the the whole beer thing, yeah, I stopped that after my freshman year in college, or you know, just sophomore junior. Year. We're we're done drinking the the uh, the floor the floor beer. <laughs> and that, that we'll let we'll, well, let, we'll is, let the college kids do that. So, what'd you drink then? So I actually had a drink that was uh, peach whiskey mixed with Sprite. That was my drink oh. of choice. Yeah, it was good. Okay. It wasn't that quite the Malibu like Texas drink, coconut rum that uh, D'Angelo likes to drink for Toxic Tuesdays. Oh, that's crazy! You throwing that out there right now. That's <laughs> why you coming in. Okay. All right, who? Who idea was it to go to the parade, Tom? Yours or, or oh, next? it's well, it, it's uh, well, the thing about the parade is it's a huge staple in uh, Dallas because like every year, the, like the Dallas Mavericks throw, put it on, and obviously the past two years has been shut down with COVID, so this was like the first year back of the parade, and it was just a huge deal. Uh, you could tell the whole city was excited to have the parade. Has, has the has the Dallas Mavericks always put it on? Uh, from my understanding, from my, when I've been here, yeah. Uh, so it just so it just lets me know that Dirk just didn't give a damn about the tortilla because he has enough. If they put it on every year, and he played for the Dallas Mavericks for forty years, right? And they've done that forever, and it's a staple in that community. He knows exactly what they do with those tortillas, <laughs> and he still didn't give a damn. Right. That makes it even worse. That <laughs> makes it worse. <laughs> Dirk, if you listen to this, you gross, bro. You gross. <laughs> um, and I got it on video too because one of my friends is here from North Carolina, uh, and he he kind of looks like Dirk. So in our church league basketball team, everybody, even the people that played against us, would call him Dirk. And so I took a wow. video of him with Dirk in the background, right as Dirk was catching the t- tortilla and like takes a bite out of it while I'm video, and it just so happened to be right at the right time. It was hilarious. That's that's funny. That's funny. Uh, Gary, you want to talk about your weekend now, man? Yeah, yeah, no problem. All right, that was it. Your turn. Really? Yep. <laughs> All right, so I, I'll talk about my weekend. But before I talk about my weekend, I got a question to float around the podcast. Um, and I'd love to hear, hear this because it's, it's really bothering me. And it's something that's really currently up to date. So Osaka, I don't know if y'all heard about her, but she was brought to tears because somebody was heckling her in the stands. And she just couldn't take it. She ended up losing the game and she wanted to have a word at the end of it. Now, every job that you take come with some level of, of, of negativity or something that you have to deal with that within that job. Now, if you don't have the mindset to take care of said job, then you either need to switch jobs or quit the current one that you have and kind of move on. I, I'm saying all that to say this. 
the sport that if anybody plays sports, you're going to get heckled. I, I you got heckled, Gary. I got heckled. There's a I, you just this is something that comes with the game. I got heckled. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't. <laughs> but 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 you but you get what I'm saying here. Like so, at what point is this? Uh, we're straying away from like mental health, and what what, what do we look at this and just say, hey, like maybe you just don't have you got the skill set you you have everything physically but mentally you maybe you putting too much stress on yourself i i i can't bro she broke down from a heckler in the stands and everybody's on the fence about it because they were saying you know fans walk the line all the time dude you bro my mom got talked about bro um everything that you can imagine got talked about but i don't take it as something like serious i don't take it as like oh they meant that i take it in the spirit of the game them trying to get me out my game so it's it's interesting i want to hear your thoughts on that i don't know if y'all y'all saw that about osaka but that's how i want to kick our weekend because that's that was really a highlight of it i did but i actually want time to go first um, to me, honestly, yeah, I think that there's got to be a level of uh, mental toughness that you have if you're going to play in those kind of sports in that environment. Like if if you can't handle that, um, like there's going to be a certain level. I think there are certain things that might could cross the line, um, but at a certain point, you know, there's going to be some level of it. How disrespectful people can get, I think, is where I would you know draw the line. But I think that as far as just you know casual banter and you know, having so, fun so, with, what's the line so, that's what i'm right, saying i don't know what that saying. line what, is what, what's the what's the line though Tom? and that's the issue that i have because right. lebron james you said he's the greatest of all times he said he drew his inspiration and his motivation from finding a lebron james hater in the stands and he would just pick on him the whole game like this is going to be my motivation this is why i'm going to put up 50 60 whereas then you got a soccer coming out saying hey i can't handle that I, I, I'm trying to figure out, like, which one do we, what are you saying, Tom? Right. What's the line? What's That's what I'm saying. Line? I don't know what the line is. I, just I think, think the line is simple. Long. Anything racist is out of line. Anything else is fair game. Okay. I, that, I, that, to I, me, I that's the easy that. line. Cause I, 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 who was yeah. it? Who was it the other day? A NBA player got called a bitch at the game, and they threw the fan out. To me, that's just that's soft. <laughs> it's soft that the player complained that he got got called that, and they threw the fan out. Like, <laughs> like it just doesn't make sense that uh, that you're gonna get upset. I think the biggest thing you can do is either you either have to allow. Hold on, Gary. So we just gonna let that slide. Gary said a cuss word. It didn't even sound natural. It sounded really right. Cool. Yeah. It sounds so forced and uncomfortable when you said that. And we was just gonna breeze over that. Oh, because I don't, I don't cuss it. like that. But I had, to, I had I to know. say it for what we were talking about. So that is weird, Gary. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Go Gary. Ahead, can, can you, Gary? Can you say it again? Yeah, the B word. <laughs> Maybe I should just copy and paste the video. Oh, but man, but no, it like so forced. Well, I, I, the thing is, like, I think you either have to allow all banter, 
long as it's not racist, or you allow none. I don't think there's in-betweens. There's not like, oh, you can only say this, you can't say that. Because like you said, she couldn't handle somebody saying, you suck. Well, Russell Westbrook gets called Russell Westbrick, and he's expected to deal with it. But we're not standing up for that. But you want to stand up for, you suck. Russell Westbrook gets told he sucks all the time, and he just has to deal with it. Nobody comes to his defense about that. And then now, if she, because she had an issue and somebody said you suck, now everybody tries to come to her defense. You, it's not both ways. Did you, like, did you, you got eliminate it or not? Did you hear what Russ said in his press conference where he's talking about his last Correct. name? Yeah, but it took him, what, four years to say something about it? He's been called West Brick forever. Right. No, no, no. I know, but I'm just saying it puts into a perspective a whole different like side because he said, I don't know if you heard it or not, D, but for anybody that's listening – so when Russell Westbrook was talking about, um, you know, being called Westbrook, he said usually it didn't bother him. But then he went to a parent-teacher conference, and the teacher mentioned how excited his son was that his last name was Westbrook. And, like, every time he introduces himself, he, like, makes sure to say his full name and pretty much just said, like, how proud he is of that name, Westbrook. And so he said, so now anytime that somebody says something on, on my name, bad on my name, Westbrook, I, I realized I got to protect that, you know, because my son, uh, that's a legacy I'm leaving for him. And so it really, like, makes you look at it from a different perspective. Like, you know, you say Westbrook and you um, are, you know, oh, well, the fan side, he's like, oh, well, he's got to deal with it. But then the other side is like, oh, okay, you know, he really does have, like, a family that that's their name, that that's their legacy. And, you know, I understand this. It's just – but that's the other side of, the, you know, the sports and the banter. And, you know, it's, it's – Nope, I disagree completely. <laughs> really? I disagree completely because whether it be at a game hacking. You shouldn't even brought him up. That's awful. Well, I'm saying even like if you bring it about a game, there's no there's no monitoring on how people diss players and social media. So no matter what, he's still gonna be called Westbrook, whether it's at a game or not. Nobody's gonna monitor social media. So like that's not gonna stop. No matter how much he complains about it, it's just not. (laughs) Like that's that's what he's gonna be because he's been shown that he's not the most reliable shooter so that's why he got called it and i think every there's you're going to get heckled long as it doesn't go over the line which is racist and towards people i think you can be disrespectful toward people because that's how they are they're going to yell at you they're going to say you suck they might cuss at you but to me that's that happens in everyday life you, that happens it's not just the games people might do that so so, uh, and so they do it on so, social media all the time and it's allowed so, so me and Gary had this conversation. Uh, it wasn't, it wasn't on camera. Maybe it was. I'm not really sure if we talked about it on the podcast, Gary, because we've had a lot of conversations recorded and non-recorded. So, when I say this, you understand what I'm saying. We've had this conversation on maybe the sins of our father. We can say it like that, or we can leave it like that. The sins of our father. Whatever your dad does, like your son or your daughter ultimately inherit that like you know eric reed talked about it when they you know they took the knee and decided that they you know black lives matter and that they wanted to the protest that way his kids had to hear about it when they went to school and people was like well you shouldn't have took the knee that's not what i'm saying all i'm saying is, is that whatever your dad or your mother or your friends do it ultimately comes back on you if i was to do anything the first thing you find and the first thing Gary's gonna do is check the phone because all your friends that know that you know me gonna reach out and say, "Damn man, 
you see what your boy did? Because they know that you're connected. So oh, you, yeah. You, you're going to take the heat just like I'm taking the heat. Right. 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 Good, so mor- good morning, football. Good morning, football. Whatever. whatever. Right. <laughs> I got that's, so many messages right. about that. Saying. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's what I'm saying. And it's like, damn, you know, like as if you needed to talk to me before it happened. So with that being said, what this Westbrook or Westbrick, he can feel that way. He absolutely can. And their motion by dribbling that basketball or throwing that football or kicking that, that soccer ball and you're controlling their emotions, some things come out. Like, if we can't hold our lips when we upset and when we're emotional, whether it's with our wives or girlfriends or kids or mom, dad, or family members, then what, what make you think that they can hold their tongue when they're at these games? I'm not saying, like Gary said, I'm going to even throw something else in there, Gary, outside of racist comments, but threats. Racist comments and threats, those two right there, don't stand the place in the heckling game. Uh, and, you know, I, I, when I get to somebody, something else I did this weekend, uh, that's going to play a really important, you know, role in, in what we're talking about right now. But as far as, as this, is, it comes with the game. If you don't have the mental mindset, like LeBron James, I thought it was, it was very upsetting that LeBron James, him being the greatest of all time, has had fans removed from the stands because he didn't like what they were saying. I, I, I'm going to give you opportunity to speak, LeBron Lover, because I know you, you got something to say. You're probably looking it up right now so you could you could fight this, but yes. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I don't, know a, what, I don't know what was said. I, I just say, I, I will say this. Whatever was said, it's not like LeBron uh, is has, like, thin skin. He's in those arenas all the time and gets talked to all the time. And like you just said earlier, he'll find a LeBron hater as motivation. So it's right, you know. Apparently, whatever was said crossed that line for him. Whereas, like we've talked about before, people treat athletes at like they're animals at a zoo or something. You know, they think they can do yeah. say whatever they want to them, uh, which I just don't think is right. Uh, you know, I hear, I know Gary uh, has a little bit of a different uh, opinion. Well, but- well, here's here's the, here's the thing, though, Tom. Here's the thing. This is the only reason why I say. They do have a right, and 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 I'm only saying this is fans have a right to say what it is they want to say because we all have went to a restaurant before and they have jacked up our order and we not being in the right mood, snapped either on the waitress or said something crazy to like the bartender, like but it had nothing to do with them. But we we had to that was our way of venting our frustration. So why can't we allow them that same opportunity at basketball games or football games? Or in these arenas, because it's essentially the same thing. We're just not selling fast food. We shooting a basketball, or we throwing a football, or we kicking a soccer ball. Right, right. Well, I mean, you know, it's, it's just one of those things. I really feel like the banter comes with sports. And to get back to you know what we were originally talking about with soccer, it's just if that's not an environment that you can handle, unfortunately, I just don't think that competition's for you. There it is. At the end of the day. Gary, what you got? No, I think that's. I think I'm. I agree with that. I think that it comes with with the nature. You're also going to get the bad stuff too, and it's unfortunate people have to deal with it. I don't like that people have to deal with like racist comments and stuff like that because nobody should have to deal with that type of heckling or anything like that. Or like you said, making threats. But I I, I don't think that cussing at somebody or saying you suck is something that's going to that's going to be eliminated from any sport 
because heckling is part of it. It's what people do. If you don't like that person or you don't like that team, you're supposed to sit there quietly and let them make their shots or make, make no noise. Because what's the next they thing? You, you're gonna ban. You're gonna ban. You're gonna ban uh, noise from for away teams when they come visit a game and stuff like that because they don't like the other team. Like, what's it gonna? How far? What level are you gonna go to? Because that's a form of heckling, making noise, right, but, and shooting free throws and stuff like that too, and and so, like distractions behind the backboard. And so, do you do you agree or do you not agree that some job titles require certain people to have a certain level? of mental strength in certain areas i would say yes okay all right that's 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 all i wanted to know man that's all i want to know so so now i can get to like the good stuff so my son decided that he wanted to play flag football gary man i've been so jacked and excited about it man um so i've been secretly playing catch with him because whenever i say hey son let's go out let's go play catch he's like nah daddy you know I'll be ready. I'm, you know, I don't need that. So uh, how I secretly have been doing it is I'll get a tennis ball and we'll go outside and we'll throw the tennis ball back and forth because it's not a football. So I'm not technically and I'll play a game with him with the tennis ball working on his hand eye coordination. So now when they throw him the football, he can catch as a parent. You got to get creative with things like this. You got to high work within fun. It's <laughs> it's a great hack to have. Trust me. So um, we take him to his first practice is what I thought. We show up and it's a combine, Gary. It's a combine for kids six and under and a combine for nine and under. So it's essentially like this league where they bring all their coaches in and after you go through this combine, they pick your kid like on the spot. And I was like, man, this is, this doesn't sound like cool at all because I'm looking at it from our point of view, Gary as like our age not their age because they don't care i'm looking at it from my age and i'm like dude that's that's kind of rough so we're we're <laughs> we're at this combine bro and there's a lot of people and you know there's kids everything well it there's a few parents out there man that was really living through their six-year-old kids like you know screaming and yelling and telling them you know keep your eyes on the ball don't jump. You shouldn't have dropped that. You know, uh, you know, run harder. It was it was crazy, bro. Cause I'm just like, dude, these kids are six. I started playing when I was eight, Gary, and I wouldn't. I started playing when I was eight because I wanted to. Nobody ever pushed me to do it. You know, my parents they didn't support me from a standpoint of, hey, you know, we really like that you play football. It was just kind of like, oh, I gotta take his ass to practice again. <laughs> Boom. It was more so like that. Um, but it was it was interesting. But the question is, is that at what age should I expose my kids to sports, Gary? One and two. This is the big one. What age do I expose them to a contact sport? Uh, I would say, well, there's only one contact sport in football, but um, so I would say, what age you expose them to sports is when he. When he or she decides they want to play a sport, like you said, you wanted to play, and that's why you played. Same thing for me. My parents didn't force me, didn't ask me if I wanted to do anything. I chose to play. That baseball was my first sport, so that I chose to play. 
it wasn't forced upon me. So I think it's you make that decision <laughs> when they ask to play, and then you and then you they have to make that commitment once they play. Once they say a play and you sign them up, they can't quit until the season's over because you're teaching responsibility at that time because you made that decision. And then they'll they'll think twice the next time they ask to play a sport to make sure they really want to do it until they're ready. I, I told DJ that a couple times. Uh, mm-hmm. So he's he understands that right there. But I'm going to get to something a little bit deeper. But go ahead. I'll let you finish your thoughts. And then the, the second part, contact sport, honestly – like you said, I don't know. What, did you play contact when you were eight? Or I, I think I did. I want to say I did, Gary. I want to say I did. Um, I, it's. I, I want to say I did, Gary. I want to say at eight or nine, like we was out there, like but the hits wasn't like you see today. Yeah. Eight oh. See, I you played, I'm but I'm only saying that because. Because what? Oh, yeah. So I said my uh, so I didn't play contact sports until I was in sixth grade, whatever age that is, whatever age you are in sixth grade. That's basically when I first started contact sport. I played baseball before all, okay. all that, but I didn't start football until sixth grade. I didn't play seventh, and then I played eighth. I didn't play ninth, and then I played tenth on. So I started later, but, but I wasn't interested in football. My 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 sport of choice was baseball. That's what I wanted to play. So that's what I played the most. And then I picked up basketball in seventh grade, and I played basketball from seventh all the way until I graduated high school. So basketball was my second base sport, and football was my last sport. I'm just thankful that football really grabbed you because uh, you were trash in baseball and in basketball. But Sir, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a two-time reigning champion uh, of the Carolina Panthers of hitting when I played there. Thank you. At the minor league field, no big deal. Have swung bats. You, and who knows because you were the only, you was the only football player there that had football as your third option. Everybody else it was their number one. That's that's so that's, you can't that means I'm multi-talented. My third, my third best sport was my. I went pro in, huh? Interesting. Ah, <laughs> uh, so so with, so with that being said, though, and not really trying to like moonwalk, so. Do I let my kid play multiple sports, or do I sit here on the one that they're good at? Because if they, obviously, if they you ask you were to better play at baseball, sports. you were trash. If they ask, I got scholarships, but football was the only one that was D one. Uh, did, did, did you did you letter in baseball, Gary? Did you letter in baseball? Yes. And basketball. It's not hard in Middleburg, though. It's not hard at all. Uh, Florida I mean, is playing against yourself. Florida is much better than Arkansas in all sports. What? First of all, Middleburg shouldn't even be considered We're Florida. Florida, Thank bro. You. Not with, I've, I've Florida. been Thank there. You. I've been Thank there. You. Did you have any baseball players I've go pro there. from your high school? We've had three. We had three. So, <clears throat> so and okay. we had no basketball okay, guy. Okay, so, but with it. <laughs> I, I, we we don't have any basketball guys. We had some football guys though. We, we had, we had three. Oh, y'all played in Arkansas. What do you expect? Oh, okay. Okay. All right. That, 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 so it, here's so, my question for you, though, D, real quick before we move on, because I've done that whole draft process. I've actually been a coach to where you are the coach at the Combine. My question, maybe this is for you, Gary. If you're out there coaching and you know you have the chance to grab D'Angelo Williams' son, 
do you grab him first, no matter how good he is, just so you can tell people, oh, D'Angelo Williams' son's on my team? <laughs> I would personally say no. That you don't do that. You have to. I would pick by the, what I saw out there. I don't think the kids should be doing a combine for you to pick out of, anyways. Personally, I, I <laughs> but, agree, Gary, a hundred percent. That's I, and so that's why I asked the question because I thought I was wrong, and so it it, it prompted me to do this. And 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 I don't know. Look, I I am here to protect my kids. Okay, there's a video that has gone viral that has been viral for a very long time where these two little kids are laying on their back and they get up and then they they play bloody alley. What did you guys call it? Uh, Oklahoma drill. Yeah, everybody call it something different. Yeah, have you did you see the little kids, man? And one of them just got flat, ran smack down over and drug and just, yeah, it was bad. It was all bad. And everybody was like, oh, hype for the little kid. And uh, everybody was like, yeah, you know, but everybody hype about it. And I'm thinking like, damn, man, that sucks. Cause my kid would be that kid that just got his ass ran over. And I, I got to deal with all that negative publicity and I got to lift this little kid up. Cause it's stupid that they even doing this in the first place. So what, what you need to do, because if they're running a combine, you're technically his agent. You need to advise him to sit out the combine, and then you just need to pick him. Sit him. He don't want. He don't need to risk injury at the combine. So you just need to have him sit out, and then they just they got to draft based off of name. You're his agent. You got to look after his his interest. You can't risk him also running routes and stuff, and running forties and stuff like that. Doing the two twenty five at six years old. I was I was gonna ask how many times did he throw up two twenty five. So 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 with that being said, Gary, because it sounds like you against players sitting out of the combine. No, I'm so not I'm I'm four ride. players sitting out of the combine. You're his agent. You advise him to sit uh, out. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I I can't he ain't got tape. He ain't got tape on him. And and when I took him, I thought my kid was gonna be this kid that I'm about to describe here in a minute. So he only wanted to play because his best friend plays football and Flag. I I was like, I'm destined to be a a band dad. There's nothing wrong with a band dad. I'm just saying, I, I you know, my kid gonna be in the band. They gonna play like the trumpet, and they gonna be amazing. Like when I go to the games, they gonna be like, oh, who, who's your son? Which one is he? Oh, he over there, right there. He on the two. You'll see him at halftime. <laughs> yeah, you'll see him at halftime, and that's when he'd be on the field. Like I was, that's what I thought I was gonna be because my son, my oldest son, don't like sweating. And I understand that. I, I mean, there's sometimes where I don't like sweating, but he don't like sweating at all, period. Well, so he went out there and he had a absolute ball, man. There was a kid out there, bro. I can't make this up. The dad was talking to him every two or three minutes because the kid just didn't want to play, was not interested, wasn't having a good time or none of that. He was having that conversation that I thought I was going to have. Hey, you said you wanted to do this. I signed you up for it. I paid my money, and we're going to see it through, bro. And he was forcing the kid to go out there, and I was thinking to myself, like, damn. Like, now that's rough. That's a rough situation to be in is out the gate. After you've had this conversation with this kid, like, look, man, you're saying you really want to play because you don't know where the influence came from this kid that wants to play this game in the first place. Gets out there, he absolutely hates it first day. This day one, Gary. This is day one. He couldn't even get him on the field. I was like, ooh, it's going to be a rough one. And then he came over there, and, you know, he was he was just like, his son will go out there. He'll he'll be out there for two or three minutes, man, then he'll come back. 
and you could see that the parent was just exhausted. A at what point do you say, you know what, to damn with the morals of, hey, we're going to see this thing through, I'm taking your ass home, and we ain't never coming back. Well, I think the problem is, if you do that, then you're making it okay for him to start things and quit them. So, because what happens if he does it again? You're going to do the same thing again? Like, at some point, you got to put your foot down and say, no, you're going through it. You you agree, you agree. wanted to do this. But again, we're making the assumption that he had this talk. We don't know if he had this talk like you did. So he might not have had this talk. He might have tried to force the kid. We have no idea. Uh, so yeah. that's the thing is we don't truly know. But like, if you personally talk to the kid, they say they want to do all this stuff. You let them know ahead of time there's no quitting. And they quit. I think you force them to go through it because they have to because they're learning something. Because again, what happens next year when they're like, Okay, well, I decide I want to play this year. You're going to be skeptical. You're going to be like, no, I don't think you want to because of what you did last year. And they're like, oh, no, I do. And then they do it again. Or are you just going to pull them out again because you did it last year? So I think you're just, you got to set the example. Maybe you let them get away with it one time, but then from then on, you never let it happen again. I, that's a tough balance. And I don't know what the correct answer is. I think it's going to be different for every kid. <clears throat> yeah, I, I agree with you there. Um, time. Anything before we move on, brother? Um, no, for me, it's like I think I think the draft process is fun. You know, the what is you call it, combine, combine. But if uh, you know, if you don't do that, how how what would you guys say is a way that you could put you just randomly put kids on the teams? Because you know that's how they used to do it. That's how we did it. No, like we went right. by back in my day, they had a draft. They had a draft process. We, so we never. So nah. when I play, we never had draft. Everything was based off of your age and your weight, and you just got put on the team. And then you, and then if you quit, you quit. That was your team. There was no if, ands, or buts. They had different weight classes for different teams, and that was how it was set. There wasn't a draft. Now baseball, there was a draft, but it wasn't like they didn't do a combine. <laughs> there was nothing like that. You just draft by names, and then from then on, if you stay at the same park, which I stayed at the same park for like five, six years. Now the coaches that are drafting, they've seen you play previously. So now you might be drafted from different coaches from what you did the year before. Oh, that makes sense. I I I don't understand what the combine was going on, but this is what I, I found interesting about this particular combine though. So there's a league that that drafts these players from the combine, right? So you pay you pay for that, you pay for your the team, right? The the uniform, all that stuff, or whatever your flags, or being on that team, or being in the league. But you also have to pay for the combine. You have to pay for the combine in order. You advise him to sit out, <laughs> in hopes of him getting picked off, picked up on just name alone. Yeah, in hopes of him getting paid to show up. I mean, I think if there's anybody, if there's anybody that could get drafted off of name alone, I think uh, D'Angelo Williams Jr. <laughs> has a good chance of that, especially in Charlotte. So yes, I would advise him to sit out. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well. Well. Anyway, switching gears because y'all are something else. Um, he had fun. He he had fun. We came home and we talked about it. And uh, I'm looking forward to riding this season out, you know, as a as a flag football dad. Um, my daughter, she's in the lacrosse. My oldest daughter, bro. I have no idea what the hell I'm watching. 
It is absolutely. We talked right, about this last week. Remember the participation trophy your teams are getting <laughs> for uh, right, not right. keeping score. What about your middle daughter? Does she want to do anything right now, sports wise, or what is she doing? She she don't want to do anything, man. She's the most athletic of them all. It takes where it takes you know everybody else months to pick it up. It takes her days, and she'll get out there and do it. And we're like, hey, you want to do it now? Uh uh-uh. uh. And 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 the thing is, is again, you know, I'm, you call within parenting that you don't want to push them too hard, but you also don't want to not push them enough to where when they get older, they say, hey, I wish you really would have pushed me in that. Like, well, you didn't seem interested, like <clears throat> not interested enough to actually put the work in. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was um, it was quite it was it was quite interesting. I, I, I want to get to this, too, because uh, we had a conversation. Um, this weekend where it was a situation that popped up time uh, and I talked to Gary about it and Gary was like, Hey, you know, we can talk about it on the podcast. So <clears throat> I'm, I'm from Arkansas. Um, I play football. Hold on, in- hold on, hold on. Just preface, preface. This is a big change from talking about kids to what he's about to talk about. <laughs> yeah, huge, 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 huge change. Yeah, 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 yeah. Huge change. Um, it has nothing to do with kids. So <laughs> me and my wife, we're sitting there talking. And uh, my brother had called and he was talking about, he said, hey, man, you know, me and my girl, we was having a conversation. And um, I told her, I said, if I die, where are you going to bury me? And I go, what? He goes, yeah, where are you going to bury me? Because, you know, my family's in Arkansas. I lived there for, you know, 10, 15, well, no. 20 or 30 years of his life, and he's been here for like 10 or 15. I was like, why well, would take you back to Arkansas? I was like, that's where your family is because all your friends are around here. And he goes, see, I told you. And it prompted me to ask my wife. Because I'm like, hey, you know, um, you know, where would you bury me, you know, when something happens to me? And she goes, well, right here in Charlotte. And I go, damn. How you know I don't want to go back to Memphis or go back to Arkansas? Because if I go back to Memphis, my family that's in Arkansas can come see me. You know what I'm saying? My friends that want to see me in Charlotte, they can travel. And she go, I'm not paying to get your body shipped there. I was like, oh, so you basically telling me <clears throat> when I get sick, but they turn me over to something, I'm going to have to take that trip down there while I'm alive. She said, yeah, if you want to make it there. I go, man, ain't this some shit? Question is this. No, 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 no. I want you. I want you to tell everybody the text message you put out to us. <laughs> and then the response. This, this sounds like this is going to be pretty juicy. No, no, no. You, you, you tell him, Gary. You tell him because I don't want to look back right now. So he basically said. Uh, he asked. He told us about what what his wife said about where she would bury him whatever and then uh oh yeah i commented and i said well we can bury him in dallas because he's a huge cowboys fan uh and then i also followed up with well i blocked him and then we've i followed up after the dallas one because i was like oh that might be too much so i said we can bury him in knoxville because he never he didn't play in the game when they played tennessee he was too hurt air quotes to play in the game so he never got a chance to play in knoxville so i just figured i'd give him a chance to visit knoxville 
at some point. So might as well just bury him there. So it's safe to say he didn't oh, wow. like either one of those. Honestly. Savagery. I know. That's the assholeness that I have to put up with. But Tom, <clears throat> question to you. I know you live in Dallas. You got roots in Charlotte. If you was to ask Sugar, hey, if something happens to me, where would you bury me? Do you 100% know where she'd put you? I, I, I'll bet money she'll say North Carolina. Is that where you want to be? Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's, I, I, I would say, I'd say Memphis. What, Gary, where would you be? Middleburg? Or would you go Jacksonville? So my question would be, you do whatever you want to do in me. Just cremate me. Do whatever you want. Because it's about whatever's going to make you deal with that process better because I'm not here anymore. What, what, I, what I want doesn't matter at that point because it, whatever's going to help you grieve is what I want. I don't, want I, don't need, I don't need any big thing. Just cremate me and then you can do what you want. That's how I see it because I wouldn't want to put my, my family or kids through having to bring me somewhere else and, do all, and deal with all that process while they're grieving. Whatever makes it easiest for them to grieve is what I would want them to do. Oh, so you 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 plan on having kids here? Yeah, at some point. You do know that that clock is fucking ticking, bro. Nah, not from men. What? <laughs> this man said not for men. <laughs> oh, have mercy. D, I say, I say we put Gary's ashes into an alloy mix and make him into a steel drum. That works. <laughs> as long as my family would agree with it, I'm good with it. Go ahead, No, It's something you you talked to me about in general, so I want you to bring it up. Yeah, so 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 with that being said, I would I I wanna have a funeral. And I wanna have a funeral because I just want drama. I, I'm being honest with you. I want to have it in Memphis. I want everybody to come back because somebody ain't going to like what somebody got on. Somebody ain't going to like how somebody moved. And I just want that last little drum on my way out. And then I want to get cremated. I, I don't want a location for my wife or my kids or my family to have to come back to, meaning this. So when my mom passed away, uh, she wanted to be buried in Wynn, Arkansas. She's buried in Wynn, Arkansas, but she's the only one there. Everybody else is in Little Rock uh, and, and surrounding locations. So the only way that I can go out and pay my respects to my mom is I have to fly in to Memphis and drive from Memphis to Wynn, Arkansas to see my mom's grave. Uh, and that's where she wanted to be. Whereas if she was there, if she wasn't there, there'd be no reason for anybody to go back. And I think that she did that by design to make sure that we would always come back. Uh, so kudos to you, mom, because we still going back. <laughs> uh, but I, I wouldn't want my kids to have to do that. I don't want them predicated on whether or not they want to leave North Carolina or go somewhere else because, you know, I was buried in a certain location. That's that's what how I would want to be, you know, remembered or whatever. Uh, what what did I say, Gary? Uh, did you? No, say that, that was, no, that was that was the re that was the reason because you didn't want yeah. your family to have to go see. Like for example, my my grandmother, she was cremated, and my mom still put ashes in her tombstone where she lives in, where she grew up in Kentucky, but she also has ashes on her. 
So, like, she, if she goes to Kentucky, she can still visit the, the tombstone, but she doesn't go there often, but she also has her ashes as well. So she has a daily reminder of her grandmother, of my grandmother and stuff. So I think it, I think that makes it easier for your family to maybe grieve because it's easier for your family to see you more often, especially if they lived out of the country or not country, country or even state. It makes it difficult to make trips to go see if they want to go visit stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know how to bring the other one up, Gary, because you know, we never really finalized how I was going to be able to bring it to the podcast on the uh, the, the, the six-year-old kid. and uh, Let, Let's say that for next week because I know we, okay. have to, we have to rehash two things we talked about previously on the yes. podcast we got to go over. So one of them was your relationship aspect on Ooh. how often uh, a good sexual relationship is in a marriage. Or relationship, Ooh. what's considered good, and then you wanted to grill me on my love of archaeology. So okay, all right. So so the question is, the, the, the question is this, Gary and Tom: How often in a healthy relationship, man, woman, 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 man, man, whatever your preference is, how often in a healthy relationship should they take part in the? The, the dirty bird, the, the, the relation, sex. Um, how often are we coitus? Yes. <laughs> we'll let time start it off per week. What's healthy? Per, per week. Um, well, see, here's the thing. I don't think there's a set number that you can say this is, this equals healthy because it's, I think it's not cookie cutter. I think it depends on both the people in the relationship. Um, I'm, I'm, well, well, here, here we can solve all that time. What's a minimum? What's a minimum time? Minimum is at least seven. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Cynthia gonna smack me upside the head when she hears that. She, I asked her this question, you know, back when we brought it up, and she said for her minimum is once a week, and and uh, probably more. <laughs> she said that's what she thought, but you know it's different too. Like when you have kids, that makes it different. Versus if you're, you know, not. I, what if I, what if I told you having kids shouldn't change, shouldn't change how many times it may change the spontaneousness of it. Cause you know, back in the days before we had kids, maybe we didn't have to be as spontaneous. We could just do it anywhere. We, we wasn't on the schedule. Like, yeah, I, when you, when you have kids and you got that 15 minutes where maybe you upstairs and she upstairs and the kids downstairs playing. Like you gotta get that in. We we can still keep our quota. We can still get that number rolling. That that's all I'm saying. That's the only reason right, why I say right. no excuse. But it's just the opportunity it. is harder to come by. It's, which makes it's it not harder. Work. It's 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 again. I don't think it's harder, bro. No, especially because you say time your kids go to sleep at eight o'clock. If your kids are going to bed at eight Sometimes, o'clock, not always. But yeah, then, but, you know, a lot of times mama might be too tired by the time, you know, a lot of times maybe she's going to bed at eight o'clock versus if I'm single, no kids and or not single. But if I have no kids, you know, you got all the energy in the world. You got all the time in the world. There's a lot more opportunity. It just makes sense that it can be more often. Side question. Can a male say he's too tired and it, and it fly? No, no. Why not? If a, if a woman can say, why can't a man no. say it? No, because the I, I I'm I'm saying that just based off how the hormones work, 
And nine times out of ten, if the man said he's tired or he's going to sleep or he's he's cool, that means that they in a serious fight and feelings are involved, or two, he just he over her. He's sick of her shit. He ready to go anyway. Time? No, I I don't I don't know. I guess it just depends. I think everyone's built different. It does not depend. It does <laughs> not depend. We do not have that right. And and every woman has used this excuse. Every one of y'all use this excuse. We own to it, but we let y'all have it. It's really convenient how y'all get a fucking headache right when we touch y'all. Like, oh, I got a headache. I'm I, you know, we could just let's try them off. <laughs> Damn, you you was just cool before I touched you. What you mean you got a headache? Like, yeah, you know, my hand is real my head is really pounding. If you've never heard that excuse, you've never been in a long term relationship before. You are not wrong about that. No, I was gonna I was gonna say time. I said time you wanna respond on that one. Well, Gary, has your girlfriend ever done that to you? Uh no, I don't get turned down. Okay. Okay. When it, again, that's a that's a strong sign that you've never been in a long term relationship. If that's the case. No, I just I'm up later, so <laughs> they are asleep before I go to bed. Uh, so what do you, what do you think, Gary? How many times a week should a healthy couple have have relationships? Minimum, minimum two. That's the minimum is two a week. Okay. okay. I don't, like you said, I don't think there's I don't think there's a there's a must because again there's certain things like you said like you might they're not going to be in the mood or whatnot. There's things might be going or whatever, but I think a minimum of two. I think you can always find time for two as a minimum. Okay. I I would say my minimum would be three. I'm not giving you a maximum. I'm only giving you a minimum, and here's why. Because we all have, and again, you know, we don't have estrogen. We have testosterone. And, you know, there's different chemicals in our body that's different from women. I, I understand the, the whole, you know, we're all equal and things of that nature. I'm, I'm with you on all that. But there's there's certain things that women chemically make up in their body that they do, and it's some with ours. And as it relates to like just being uh, aroused or being like turned on, it doesn't take much to turn us on. Um, so with that being said, um, you know that's why it's a minimum of three, whether you have kids or not, because it not, it's not like it takes forever, right? Like nobody's just in that thing for forty five minutes to an hour, hour. Unless you listen to Fifty Shades of Gary. And yeah, you know, to... to... <laughs> but see, he said he could control that though. So you know, if he need to give it to you in three minutes, he can give it to you in three. Correct. If he can give it to you in thirty or forty-five, he can. So whatever time that's allotted for Gary, 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 straight. Right. Gary, straight. So uh, it, it's it, it's always interesting to me is, is this right here. If if you run into a person that says, "Hey, your minimum, my minimum is three and your minimum is one, for instance, right? Okay, cool. I, I get that. I understand that. So when we do it these three times, two of me. So I ain't got to worry about you in two of these three times that we about to do it because you just want one anyway. You see what I'm saying? So it, it, it work out for everybody because, you know, we 
once a week. I'm going to give you that 45 minutes to an hour. And two times out of that three times a week, I'm going to give you that two, three minutes. <laughs> I feel like that's a fair trade-off. It's not a fair trade-off. Well, I also, I think that... Time, I got a question for you. I guess uh, it's just in general. It's not for you. It's, it's in general. Do do you think that if you're in a long-term relationship and you're living together, does a woman get upset if you are taking care of yourself because you're not having enough sex? I was going to say, if you're not having sex with her, then I think so probably. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Would they get upset that you're taking care of yourself? Yeah. But if they're not, if they're not, if if they're not wanting to have sex, would a man's gonna take care of himself? It's quick. It's easy. They can do the shower. Takes could take you five minutes or ten minutes because you know exactly what to do. (laughs) But like that's what I'm saying. Like, do you think they? uh... (laughs) I'm just being. I'm being real. I was trying my best to hold it together, bro. <laughs> no, I'm just being real. Like, so, but you dude, why? You know what to do. <laughs> well, you do. Like, you're telling me you you don't know yourself better when it comes to doing something with your hand. Yes, you do. Hundred percent, a male does. No, I know. I agree with your statement. I just think it's funny you said it. So, oh, but no. So, like, they should they be able to get mad? If they're not, if they're not going to have sex, should you be able to take it yourself? Should you not have to just go without doing anything? No, I think yeah. you should be allowed to do what you want. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think I've ever heard that. But I, I mean, I could see some situations in that case where you know one of them's not doing enough, and the other one's just like, hey, you know, I need to rub this out, and and we can move on. So I get it. I, I it would I be wrong in saying this, Gary? Would I be wrong saying this? Ninety-seven percent of the population, I'm just saying in the world, ninety-seven percent has masturbated. I would say yes. You're you're probably correct on that. <laughs> I would agree if it's over a certain age, but you got to take into account, you know, all the population that. That's why I said. That's why you said ninety-seven. I don't right. think, but that's I don't think said, 3% is kids. No, no, no. We're not talking about kids. We're just talking about, I'm talking about uh, of age, of age. I'm not talking about kids. Of age. Okay, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about of age, 97% of the population is masturbating. Correct. Right. So I. So with that being said, if it's as common as that, then... I don't understand why someone would get upset with you for doing that if you're well, not. I don't think it. I, I don't think either one either one should get upset. If one of them wants to do something to themselves, that's fine. I don't guy or girl if they want to take care of themselves. I think they're they should be allowed without any issues whatsoever. I'm not saying it happens. I'm just saying, is there in a long term relationship? Is that something that you think people face? I guarantee. I think there's people out there that don't want their significant other to take care of themselves. Even if they're not having having sex, I think there are. I don't think it should be a problem though. Either way, I I feel you. Uh, what was our last topic, Gary? 
You wanted to grill me on archaeology, and that's how we will end the podcast. All right, let's stop so, back around here, guys. Go ahead and close out. <laughs> what what made you what did you watch on TV, Gary, that wanted that made you want to be an archaeologist? Because nothing. For the, how did you get into that? How did you go to school and say, you know what, I want to be a dirt digger? Uh, my dad went to Egypt when he was in the Air Force, and he brought back pictures and all this stuff and showed me all this stuff when I was younger. And then I, I started, like, looking into it and learning about it myself outside of school. And it's super, it made me super fascinated in the history of Egyptian history and just how it's a history that is basically one of the histories we truly don't fully understand like we know they've done this they did this stuff but we can't figure out how they did things they did like we can't recreate some of the stuff they made back in the days with the tools they had so like that type of stuff is just fascinating so for me i will always want to be an archaeologist because archaeologist because you can try and go find these lost civilizations that have been lost forever and you might find them when you're digging stuff up and you'll find out the new hit the new like uh the history of certain civilizations or you might try to figure out how they were able to do this by something you find while doing it. And obviously after I was already a fan of, of archeology, span you saw, I, I eventually saw Indiana Jones. Obviously that's more about like finding treasure. That's not what had nothing to do with what I wanted it to be with archeology. span I wasn't looking for treasure when I wanted to do that. Miles was more learning about the, the crazy history that there is from these different civilizations that have been lost. And some of them, we still, we still, we find new civilizations that lived all the time and we can't explain how certain civilizations disappeared. And I think that's just fascinating to me because it's, it's the stuff that is unknown to everybody. And the fact that there's still unknown on the earth, on planet earth, that's not in water. That's, that's crazy to me because we, we feel like we know so much stuff and we're learning new things all the time. It's funny that you say that, Gary, because I, I I know Gary, guys, and I know Gary, and I'm going to try to say this with a straight face and I laugh in his face, uh, but Gary Barnage right here, guys, ladies and gentlemen, would do archaeology not for the money, but because he want to better himself and knowing what was going on in history. That is but correct. Now football, ha, 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 ha. isn't it funny how you grow up and find out that like, yeah, I'm, I probably should take the job that's paying the most money so I can live. Uh, it's interesting how you went completely off the path of, of being an archaeologist. To... Well, because I wouldn't have had my college paid for if I didn't go play football. And I couldn't take archaeology classes in college because they were only offered during football practice. So uh, if I'm there on a scholarship, I can't take a, a get a degree in something that is going to allow me to miss football. So that was my issue. That's why I couldn't do it. So do you feel like you made the right decision or would you drop football in a heartbeat and go archaeology? Uh... I think for future of my family, when I have a family, I think football is the right choice. But for me personally, archaeology would have been my my choice, yes. And it sounded like you wanted to be stationed in Egypt. You didn't really care about what went on U.S. soil. So, I yeah, mean, it's more of the it's more of the the older history because obviously American history is not as as old 
as the rest of the world is. Obviously, it is, it is with the Native Americans American and stuff. History. No, I'm saying is there's a Native, there's Native American. They still can't figure out how Machu Picchu, why all those people just disappeared. You do have some crazy stuff here. You have Roanoke and Virginia. A whole civilization just disappeared overnight, and they really can't figure out why. They don't know what happened to them, all that kind of stuff. That was thousands of people. So there's still stuff here in the U.S. that was the same stuff. But I think the Egyptian history itself, that and the, and the uh, like medieval history are two of the most fascinating to me just because it's two completely different time periods and the style of medieval history is crazy with the way they torture people the way they fought all that kind of stuff is just so over the top and then egyptian history is just we still don't understand how they did things like we think we know they built the pyramids but we can't recreate the pyramids the way they did with the same technology they had it, we have not been able to replicate it so the fact that we can't figure it out now and they were able to do it that thousands of years ago it's just it's mind-boggling and that's the thing that's it's a mystery that makes me want to dive deeper well i'm gonna tell you something here and then we can end this podcast right here this is me being honest with you i believe probably 20 or 30 percent of what's being taught in our textbooks as it relates to history and the shit that we've been taught because of this reason and this reason only since social media has been in at, active since what 91 92 or whatever year that it came out the misinformation that has been put out and people believe it can you imagine back in those days how much misinformation came out that people believed and it was only from word of mouth so we don't even know if we got even the right history so if we can get it wrong in the digital age imagine how much we got wrong from the stone age so it's 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 very interesting. Again, you know, I don't ever go out and try to prove history wrong. I always think like, damn, I wonder who word of mouth this came from that made this story change to what it is today versus, you know, the truth. But hey, that's just me. But again, that just that just falls into the mysteries of the world. And that's what intrigues me. I want to learn more outside of what has been taught. Like you want to look your own information up and stuff like that from scholars and stuff like that. But again, who's to say that they're, they know exactly what they're talking about. They're scholars, but again, some information could get mistranslated or misinterpreted and they might not understand truly. And then again, like you said, it could be misinformation, but you can only take what you, you can only learn and try and take, take from what whatever you learn what you think it could be because you're, you're never going to truly understand it all but you can try to figure out what what you can make from it well you know my number one problem with history that i i do not i think and i get a heat for it all the time and i don't care i don't believe in dinosaurs i agree you don't <laughs> I, I i don't i don't believe in dinosaurs not that they i i, I don't believe and I want to make sure I clear this up so everybody understand what I'm saying. I don't believe in dinosaurs. I believe in dinosaurs. I don't believe in how they told us they lived. First, they had scales, then they had feathers. Some of them was meat eaters, then some of them was plant eaters. They have no idea. You know how many years ago they were? It was over 200 million years ago. Bro. 65 million, but... 65 million years ago. It's still a long time, bro. There's nobody that's... 
how far word of mouth, how, how far did that have to travel in order for it to get to us, for us to put it in our textbooks? Right now, Gary, what you said, what you saying about the Egyptian and hieroglyphics and people believing in aliens. I just watched something the other day, man, talking about Albert Einstein, how he uh, he had models on building a helicopter and building like a plane and stuff of that nature. And they was like, he was ahead of his time. He shouldn't even been in that time period to where we are right now to actually bringing that stuff to life. It's crazy that we don't know if he was just a mad scientist, if he had lost his noodle. We don't know like the like the context. We just know the content. I agree. Tom, I'm gonna let you take us out, bro. Well, I'm crying, baby. Hold on. Sorry. I, I, but and everybody I, I, knows, I, I, everybody knows that the Simpsons creator uh, owns a time machine, so we do know that. Matt Groening, shout <laughs> out. <laughs> we appreciate you guys tuning in to another episode of the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast. Uh, this one got off a little, a little bit off the rails. <laughs> we did, we did. You know, I think it's it's fun. So uh, we'll be back next week. Hopefully, you will be too. Tune in again next Monday. We you are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to 